it's been projects that I've tried to do like this. Like when I did um, my boo with Usher and Alicia, I wrote we wrote the song, finished the song, and I was like, "Yo, give me a week and let me do eight songs and let's put out an album like Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell." And everybody thought I was crazy, and I was like, "Dog, I'm." I, we right here, like let's do it right now. Just give me a week. Oh Lord, Jesse made another one. Hey, what's up, y'all? I'm your host, Brandon Jinks Jenkins, and welcome back to another episode of the Rap Caviar Podcast. And this week we're chatting with none other than Jermaine Dupree and Currency about their latest project titled For Motivation Use Only. So we'll be chatting with them about collaborative albums, this latest project, and diving into each one of their individual histories. Hey, what's up, guys? What's up? What's happening, man? Even though I'm not in the room currently with y'all, I'm excited to have both of you guys here on the podcast, man. Um, obviously, been a fan of y'all music pretty much my whole life. JD, obviously, much longer than Currency. Currency, I mean, you've put out as much music as JD has <laughs> in a shorter amount of time. For you two to link up on a project like this, I think is something that, as a fan of you two individually, I can't say I expected. So I'm curious of what was sort of like what made this union so perfect, besides you having a song named Jermaine Dupree? Besides that, besides that, the fact that when we physically met at his studio, we, uh, like, there was already, like, a brotherhood formed within minutes. You know, you, you know when you know. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You know if you're around, like, a sucker or not. And we both... Like, you do a real nigga scan in seconds. It don't take but same. We both did the same thing, like, scan that fast. And it was like, oh, all right. Guards down, everything. This is where this is. This is where that's at, blah, blah, blah. And everything was cool. Like, I got the remote and access to the codes <laughs> to the TV. I fucking gave them my Amazon password. Like, fucking five minutes into meeting them. I'm like, yeah, well, here's my password. Set this up, and we fucking, it's been jammed since then. That's it. That's why that that's how it that's how it resulted. Yes, I made a song named Jermaine Dupree, and Jermaine Dupree is is song named after him worthy. But when we lined up, we both was real niggas, and it worked out. Yeah, JD for you, man. I mean, like shit. I can't. I'm not even gonna try to front and name all the people you've worked with because it's really at a question of who haven't you worked with. So for someone like Spitter, who's coming from, I want to say a different corner of the rap universe. Um, what makes this so perfect for you? What does this bring out of you? I mean, I don't know if it's like, you know, initially I was even thinking about if it's perfect for me or if it's not perfect for me. I don't even actually know what that means. You know what I mean? Like, mm. like I just make music, you know what I mean? And, I, and, I, and it's all in the music um, and this all in the energy that that that's in the room prior to making the music. So, you know, like he said, when he came... We 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 both just like start learning more and more things about each other, but at the same time, as he introduced something that he liked, I'm like, damn, I, oh, okay, that's like me. I'm just like the same. I we in the same space, and we have start having conversations about old movies, and we start having conversations about Star Wars, and we start having conversations about cars, and just whatever is you know you, you know um, and for me. Normally, people that come to my studio, they are in my room looking around like, is this guy like something wrong with him? He's like too old to have all of these toys. I've had people <laughs> tell me that like, yo, why you got all these toys around in the room? Like, what are you, are you like stuck in like this little kid <laughs> mindset? And I'm just like, no, it's not, it doesn't really have, you know, so it's, 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 it's refreshing to be in a room with someone who understands your mindset and doesn't look at the things that they see as like uh like confusing, you know? And yeah. that's basically what it was. So you we we like you said, the comfort level is just um all walls down, it's just straight comfort zone. So I wanna make sure I understand this project. It is like a three part project, like but we like we don't we we don't know if it's a three part project. <laughs> we, just, <laughs> we just we assume it could be yeah, a three. We got part. that much covered. Yeah, we already, got that. But we it's, we are it could be more. It's just it's still growing. Who yeah, knows? and we have that much we have that much product. So for you all, um, I guess my question then is to think about you guys having that much music. How far back does this process start? Like when do you guys first link up, and how sort of how much music is created in the time since then? You know what I'm saying? 
about a year ago. Yeah. Wow. Like a solid year. So knowing like how I work and and how brother work, you could only imagine how much we 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 stored, you know. Mm. And we was making records. We was making music without even knowing when it's gonna come out, if it's gonna come out, where it's gonna come out, everything. We just making music. So it's like when you're in that space, you 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 end up having more music than you actually probably even want to have. Mm. Um and then we start listening to records. Once we start saying, oh, people want to put this out, or, or people want us to put this out, then we start listening to the record saying, oh, okay, we should do, oh, all right. And then we still never had a conversation about, like, correcting. We just start <laughs> making more records. It wasn't yeah. even like, we listened to them, and then I start feeling like in my, my myself, I'm like, man, we can make we can make a couple of better records. Um we should do this, but, but we never had the we should do this conversation. I just started making beats, and he was like, yo, I'm going to come, I'm going to pull up to the studio tomorrow about 2 o'clock. So I know he's coming. I start making beats, and we and we start making better records than the first records that we had. Um, and I feel like, you know, with the reception of what I see people liking what we're doing, and, you know, if people, if everybody go get the album, and... I see that that's going to motivate me to make more records. And then we're going to end up with more records than we already have. (laughs) So then us saying it's a three-part series will probably turn into a five-part series at that point. (laughs) Or whatever. You know, it's no plan in this. We just like, it's really, like I said, it's really, really a, um, it's a fan-driven project, though. I will say that. It's a fan-driven project um, because from one, one, True fan to the to the next. That's how this project has like exactly. ping pong. You know. Mm. I know you're saying that it's sort of like this uh, this natural flow, this natural creation process. But for you, um, what's different? It like what's different about someone coming to you like yo JD? I need this big hit to complete my album, right? Or like I'm looking for this specific record versus um, working in a more like. Um, elongated process, right? Like to be like, yo, we're just going to flow and make music and keep making music. Like, is there a different approach when you're, uh, for you as a producer, sort of like the orchestrator of this? Yeah, I mean, because like normally somebody's coming and they're looking for a single. So you go in the studio and you got to make a single. The mindset of trying to make a single is a lot different. This is, this is we're in the studio, we laughing, you know, we, you know, we don't we we we're not even like like oh this is a single this is this this is that we just making music and then we start trying to dissect it after the fact so it's definitely a different process. Well, one thing I think about is like um, over the years, currency you've had a process. I mean, I feel like in a lot of ways, music currently flows in the direction that you were you were creating. I want to think back as far as like oh six oh seven oh eight oh nine, um, where yeah. you were sort of like um, mass releasing. Um, you were often, then later you have another chapter where you're working with single producers. It feels like a lot of music today has caught up to that, that tone. Like, I, yeah. I don't know if, do people cite you for that? Like, do they give you your acknowledgement for that? It, the ones that, the ones that count such as yourself, like do. Mm. And then there's the ones who don't know, but it's like, they, they don't matter. You know what I'm saying? Like Alchemist refuses to accept praise for what he does without reverting back to, well, Currency is the one who showed me that. Yeah, that one we, we had Al on the show, and you can't, you cannot tell Alchemist congrats <laughs> on nothing he has done. I don't care because we went to Larry June's album release party. He's like, oh well, well, but first, uh, Currency is the whole. Re- I know how to do this. You know that's that's cool. I'm like that that's cool, man. Thank you. So the ones <laughs> that matter, they are the ones who keep it hundred and they know. You know the ones who don't. That's not necessarily. The people, like, the the audience I want to cultivate, that's not the people I think about when I go to make music. That's not the people I think will ever discover my music because they're not going to do the due diligence to find it, you know? So it doesn't matter. Man, we had Alchemist on the show uh, early on, and I was telling them about the project you did with them, Covert Coop, and how it was so... It's one of my favorite all-time projects, like, period, hands down. And he did the same thing. I was like, yo, what you did was amazing. And, you know, Al, he don't... He's like, he don't got a return for me. I didn't make music. So he's like, yo, I, I like your shoes. I'm like, all right, bro, just take the praise. Like, you don't got to like, you don't got to point to something else in the room and tell me it's fly. But um, <laughs> what, 
So, I mean, you've had this relationship with all these different collaborators where it's you and Wiz, uh, you and Harry Frost, Styles, whether it's another rapper, another producer. Mm -hmm. Um, What's different about this collaboration with JD? Nothing. It's it's just that this guy is, has performed at the level he has for so long. Mm. That's it. Like, everybody else you name, great people, and they're making great strides in music, you know, legends in their own right. But none of them were breakdancing on the bus when we were little kids. You know what I'm saying? Like, this guy has been in the game since the game. So that's the only thing that separates it. That like, sounds bro, like forever, by the way. Bro, bro is, is just as cool, you know what I'm saying? Just as, as normal as all the people you name. Like, that's that's why I work with them so well. Mm. It's just that this dude have, you know, he's got life-size stormtroopers in the studio. Which is fire. Uh, like, yeah. <laughs> What you going to do with that, you know? There's a yeah. basketball court there. There's rare birds walking around. I don't Dude got, there's two bathrooms. And understand, like, in, in the studio, it's like, it's someone in the bathroom, and then you get to go. This studio, there's a men's room and a ladies' room. You know what I'm saying? And the men's room has urinals and then stalls. Like, it, you feel like you at First National Bank's corporate office. <laughs> You're in an establishment. Studio. Yeah, yeah like, you are in an establishment, for sure. <laughs> you would think his studio is renting a space inside of this studio, but it's that studio. <laughs> you know, there you have it. That's the difference. That's the difference. I like that JD's. I like that JD's there. He just has to take the praise. Like, you just got to don't, don't point and say you like his shoes. Like, just like... Enjoy the legendary status. Um, for you guys, you know, Essence Fest is one of those tracks, I think, that um, it's way less laid back, sit in your car and smoke vibes, even though you could, but it's much more like kind of get up and move. I'm a nigga in a Chevy on Chrome, and I'm taking one of these hoes home. On the couch, rolled up a whole zone. You gonna hit the weed, bitch, hold on. That feels like a, a slightly different place than some of the other spitting music I've heard in the past, or the majority of it. It's it's a completely different space. Come on. It's a completely different space. <laughs> but you space know what it is? You, you got to gotta walk into it carefully because then the artist will be like, but I got this song and this song. You're like, okay, I miss those yeah, two. Well, but, but it is. What it's, you have to do is understand like my true roots ultimately. And, and if, if you've been down with me, if you just found me through like the blog era, then that means that you needed to do the research and see where I was first, mm-hmm. where, I sit, where city I'm from. Like how I, my first raps were over. Trigger man beat anyway over over get yeah. the get instrumentals anyway you know that's how we all learn how to rap so that's just that's that's like a full circle moment the whole thing was a full circle moment you know legit straight up and down that's why that record it happened so fast it happened by mistake we thought we were done with 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 the first we had already picked seven songs to roll out and then we just sneezed that record like at the last ten minutes you know what I'm saying so what could we do. But even in that, like um, for either of you, I guess we can go JD, like what was sort of the impetus to make that record, right? Because you could say, I'm going to live in the current currency world and I'm going to spend time over there. But it also feels like hearing that record, it feels like it aligns with where people really want to be at today, you know? So I'm curious for you, what was the decision to be like, yo, Spitter, we're going to get you, we're going to make people dance with this record. No, we never, like I said, it was never, I, 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 was, I was actually just trying to find a feeling of like what, could I make that sounded like New Orleans mm. and that sounded like that reminded you that it's a Atlanta New Orleans rivalry when it comes to the Falcons and the Saints. Right. <laughs> so I wanted to try to like some kind of way give a musical, I don't know even know the words to say, but something musically in this project that represented that for anybody that's old, like it's like 60 year old people in Atlanta that really, you know, they, 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 they hate the, the, the Saints when it comes down to football, right? <laughs> and it's the Falcons fans, and it's the same thing with Saints fans. I've seen it firsthand. And these are, by the way, these are not young people. These are, these are older Atlanta people and older New Orleans people, right? And they, but they travel. They they will get on a bus and they go to New Orleans, and New Orleans travels back to Atlanta. This is something that is built into their lifestyle, and this is something that they're gonna do 
whether we make this song or not, <laughs> or whether we do what we're doing, this is going on, right? Yeah. And I just wanted to like, um, you know, I feel like people always talk about, I mean, since I've been making records is that, you know, I believe that the course of like successful artists like us from the South has always been, the success comes from us paying attention to our surroundings and our culture. You know, what what is our culture, right? What is two guys from the South, two giants from the South? Uh, what's y'all's culture? Mm. Our culture is not, you know, Timberlands. It's not, you know, it's not the New York thing. It's, it's, this is our culture. This is what we do. This is what, this is what's happening where we live at. And this is what's happening around us, right? So I wanted to just like try to figure out without even saying it, right? Yeah. So so I, I was trying to avoid even saying it to him. I was just trying to find it musically. And then I had to f- just go ahead and say, fuck it, I gotta say it. I gotta say it. You know, it was this time when I was in a, in, in New Orleans and I was there for Essence Fest and I heard this song called Get the Gat. And we start, once I played it for him, he started telling me the history and all of this other thing about just like artists from New Orleans and all of this. And it was, it was, it's an education that I needed mm. just as being a, a hip hop guy. Um, so even if the record wasn't made, I still needed to mm. go down that road just so I'll have this information in my head, period, right? And once we went down the road and I realized, um, you know, I didn't realize, matter of fact, let me say that, I didn't realize that we should use that beat. But we just was going down that road. He realized that he, that we should use the beat, and he said it to me like, "Yo, you know, are we overthinking this? You know, is is that you know is that the one right there?" And 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 it and I was feeling like this, but I didn't want to say it. Right? It was just <laughs> like one of these things because it was just like, like like I said, we never made no records like this. We never made a record where we was like, "We should use this, and we should use this," and we it was no records. No records on this record has ever been like that. It was except for one that he gave me a sample. That's something that is him, though. It's more or less him, and it's a song that he drives around, you know, one of his car songs that he rides around and listens to in his cars. And, you know, that's a different situation. Like, that's something that, that's a feeling that he wanted to feel and he wanted to rap over. But still, us finding a beat that said what I'm talking about. And then the only thing that I thought, um, you know, for me as a person from Atlanta, the first thing I, that came to my mind is that I'm trying to find my way to Essence Fest because that is the truth of my city. Like, when Essence comes, it doesn't come to, like, July 1st, and people in Atlanta are scheduling this in January. Like, Bro. we're going to Essence. We got our white outfit. You know what I mean? We waiting to see what this lineup going to be. If Frankie Beverly and Maze is coming, <laughs> then my mama coming. Then, you know, it's just a, it's a thing. It's not even like, you know, I'm. You know, it's it's a thing, and if you haven't been and you hear me saying this, you know, join the, the bus because it's it's going down. Now, the two things you hear, I used to live in Atlanta for school, and the two things you hear is either people would try to stay the summer in school so that they could go to Essence Fest, or you would go. Maybe you'd get lucky and you'd get in the birthday bash, and you'd walk up in there, and this is like post Katrina, so there was a ton of New Orleans folk. Up in birthday bash, oh, yeah. you know, and like, oh, yeah. and you'd be lucky if you got in there. But is this? There's this conversation between these two regions that there's a lot of like, but of course there's um there's things that make them different. Do you do you all still feel like um you know we're in a time where regionalism feels like it's going away, right? Like we have artists from the north that you know pick up things from the south. We have artists from the south picking up things from Africa. Like there's all this sort of uh, there's this melting pot and culture sharing. But do you feel like there's still a um misconceptions about the South as an entire region from outsiders? Yeah, totally. I feel I feel like when people speak about culture, um, the culture of the South is not represented the way the culture of other cities, let's just say New York and L.A., mm-hmm. right? Um, L.A., automatically, you think about gangs, you think about car, lowriders, you think about Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, right? Whatever, right? Um, and in New York, you think about this is the home of hip hop and you just start thinking about rapping and, you know, um, I, you know, for me, it's MCM outfits and Dapper Dan and yeah. Delancey Street. Like I was on Delancey Street the other day and somebody was like, why are you out there? And I'm like, 
is Delancey Street like whack now or something? Like, it's like, like this is the I, core. I, I grew like, up on Dana Dane singing Delancey Street and telling me that this is where we need to be. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm just saying, so that that type of cultural effect, I don't believe that what we're talking about now, like us talking about Essence and even you saying you went to school there and you know this, it's never really put into the hip-hop culture. Essence Fest is not part of hip-hop culture. It's part of our parents' culture, and we as young people, we slide off down there and we realize we should really be out here. Yeah, but it's, it's part never of us. really been incorporated. I don't like, I don't think, like, I don't remember Double XL ever, mm, like, mm. covering Essence Fest or it's the source ever covering Essence Fest, right? So it's never been a piece of the South culture that's put into hip hop. And I, that's what I wanted to do with this song. Mm. I feel like, and that's when, when like, you know, Spitter was very, very instrumental in doing the cover artwork. And the cover artwork that that they came up with, it basically does what I'm talking about. It incorporates the culture into hip hop. And, and, and that's one of the things I feel like the South has been, you know, has, has not gotten a lot of credit for is the cultural things that's happened in the South. Um, they should be louder in 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 hip hop and even in in this fifty that we celebrate right now because um, it's it's very well shared, but it's not it's not it's definitely not shared in a way where it's like you know it's not highlighted. Yeah, it's not yeah. highlighted. It yes, yeah. yeah, sometimes it still feels oddly like word of mouth instead of like yo. It's, if this was like the Smithsonian, like it's it's got its own. Not it shouldn't be. It shouldn't have an exhibit. It should have its own wing, right? Like you think about yeah. past shit. Damn. Look at the last like 15, 20, not even 20 years of just rap. Like 20 yeah, years and I, of rap. You know, and, I, and, I, and I've been saying this about, you know, like somebody asked me, do I feel like the South gets slighted? And I'm like, yes, because one of the reasons is this Luke Skywalker not being on the, the, the Grammy Awards, right? And it was because, mm. and, and, and I say this because when we talk about the culture of hip hop, right? I've been coming to New York since the 80s I stayed in Brooklyn you know um, back in them days and, and grew up watching hip hop and, and this whole time of me coming to New York and being in New York I remember when New York didn't have but one strip club that black people went to which was Sue's Rendezvous <laughs> right now New York has a strip club in every borough on every different night the way Atlanta was right Yeah. and Luke Skywalker and the two live crew is the only reason why black people are, they are the reason that black people go to strip clubs, right? And I just feel like that, like that, that's a piece of history in this culture that needs to be overly highlighted because, mm. like you said, that sharing thing, it gets lost in the sauce of like where it acts. And I may, maybe don't like care about where it comes from, right? And I think we just, that's how we are. We don't actually care about that. It came from us, but. It does need to be highlighted a lot more because it's just as important as the cultures on on these other you know other cities. Man, it's been one of my favorite things about Spitter. I think really from the time I immediately became a fan, and it wasn't just not even just Southern culture, but like I'm thinking about those early mixtapes talking about like Fast Times at Ridgemont Fly, um, Independence Day, and there was always a. It was not just jacking for beats. Like it's not that. It's like a very curated, thoughtful. Who I'm picking? It was right. What, what it was 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 me trying to. I wasn't in the Source magazine. I wasn't getting interviews, you know, on anything. So the mixtape was my opportunity to, to tell people like how I ended up, how I am, like what built me. So nobody's asking me what inspired you. What were you listening to? So I rapped over the beats that inspired me. Like everybody knew I was from New Orleans, but they didn't know that I knew like of diggable planets. They didn't know they didn't know like like what kind of shit I listened to. So I picked those beats to let them know like this is the shit that I was listening to that made me want to rap in the first place, you know? So that was me like writing out my bio at the same time of showing that I could rap, you know? You know, you both brought it up. I almost feel like the absence of media where you all were um made the South go harder and more importantly made you guys do what Spitter and what you're talking about is like tell your own story. Right. Like if y'all not yeah, gonna tell yeah. it, then we going like you what you said, even make an essence fest. Well if you guys aren't gonna give me pen and paper in, or space in the magazine or on the blog site, 
I'm gonna take that idea and make a song, and the song's gonna For travel sure. further. That's exactly it. Than any oh, magazine. Yeah, nah, we, I said, yeah, I said it all fly. the time. The majority of the stuff that that's happened with us is by default or or made because we felt like we weren't we weren't being heard. Right. Same thing with Welcome to Atlanta would be it was on a on a you know on a bigger what scale. What a fucking record! Like I made Welcome to Atlanta because that T-shirt I used to see in the airport. It says London. New York, LA, and somewhere else. It got it had four cities on it, right? And I used to be like, damn, like, you know, at what point is Atlanta gonna get on that, little, that shirt? Right. And it's just a shirt that says it. And it just used to make like it used to just drive me crazy before I made the song. And I was just like, you know, somebody gotta try to make Atlanta more popular. And I was that's just damn. what I you know that. What a fucking record. Just, yeah, he stepped in a big pile of <laughs> like, shit. He didn't even know he was going to do that. That's crazy. Yeah. Damn. Oh, my God. I can see the video right now. Welcome to Atlanta where the players play. And we ride on them things like every day. Big beats hit streets. See gangsters roaming. And parties don't stop till 8 in the morning. What a record, man. But, like, yeah, those... Yeah, fucked me up. The remix fucked me up, too. The remix was crazy. The remix is crazy because you guys, I want to say, like, you had the setup. You were getting to play. The great thing about the remix video was that the song was so big on its own that you got everyone from everywhere else that wanted to be in it. And you unlocked things that you can't get into. Like, wasn't was Nelly, wasn't he in, like, the, the baseball stadium? You guys were in yeah, front I of— stood, I stood—well, Puff stood on—me and Puff stood on top of Madison Square Garden, too. <laughs> Talk to, like, 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 yo, stop. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, you got like, I'm thinking about the Hate Me Now video, Puffs on Top of the Bodega. It makes perfect sense. To stand on top of MSG, right? To like be in front of, at the time it was Phillips, I want to say. Like, bro, you guys unlocked landmarks and really you created new landmarks, right? Because there's people who will walk past MSG every day and not give a shit because they just so used to it or it's not what they're looking for. And it becomes mm. this new, you like just the way you wrote history, man, is like, it's such a moment, man. Like it's so, it's so important. Appreciate it. Yeah, I didn't have a follow for that. I'm sorry. You just said it. And I'm like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> when I first read the top line of this project, I'm like, okay, JD's making beats. Currency's going to be spitting. This is, we've seen this before in other currency uh, collabs. Um, but you rapping with him, man. Like, what's that? Um, what's the decision making behind that? And what does that feel like to be able to like trade bars with someone like, like Currency? Invest in abroad. I just prayed to the Lord that He watch me and protect me as I take charge. Took records like I'm taking this one. Set up in my room, writing was a nigga system. No recorder, just a gift from God to remember what I said in my head is where them hits come from. Well, the song actually, you know, I heard the song. Well, he had we did the song, and I was listening to the song, and I I loved the song. Period just what he was talking about and not, and I just felt like and then I also I did think about what you just said it's so many production rapper uh collabs right now like we just left with Talib and um Madlib they got one and and so everybody's doing this but I was just like you know what's what's going to separate ours what's going what's going to change it mm. what is what's unexpected for people mm. uh with me on this project um, so, I mean, and we had already, that's one thing we did, like, start doing was, like, if he wrote a hook, I'll be like, yo, let me do the hook, just let me do it, just, just so we, you know, it's a collaboration, you know what I mean, and, and wasn't, you know, um, but we didn't do it a lot, we just did it one time, and, and that record became a monster as well, and it just felt like something, just to make sure that it, it had that extra added piece to it, to me, um, once, like I said, once I, and, and it's all, it's all because I started seeing the fans talk about it and what is this, you know, and I call Currency and I ask him like, yo, do you think we're making a record that people want us to make? You know what I mean? Like, mm. are we like even thinking about this? Are we even, are we doing what people think we're doing? Because it start, I started feeling like a lot of rumble. I started hearing people talk about it. I can't wait to see this album. It feels like this is what the world wants, and and I'm like, oh wait a minute, oh, I don't know if we making the, <laughs> I don't know if that's the record yeah. we're making. Like, are we making this album? <laughs> so, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because you could get lost in your fun, 
and not yeah. pay attention to this yeah. and and disappoint people. So I just want you know it was, it was it got to a point where I wanted to address that part of it, and that's what it was. But it was someone like you, I think, who's always been super close to their fan base. I mean, like, um, dog, I'm, th- I'm thinking nostalgically. Like, I remember you might have been like one of the first people I ever followed on Twitter. And this is like early Twitter, like uh, pre, nice. pre, e- pre-Elon Twitter. You know what I'm saying? Back yeah, I, when, thought, like, I thought it was the feds. It took a long time for me to get to Twitter, too. I thought bro, I was going to jail immediately after that. I didn't <laughs> want none of that shit. Bro, I remember I not like... I Twitter. I remember seeing like you... Um, Man, I mean, you might have been like flying yourself out to go link with like uh, Chuck English and Mikey Rock. Like, I this did. is like, this is like. No, you know what? I didn't. I didn't have that money. Chuck, Chuck had it. The cool kids, them motherfuckers had a commercial. Justin Timberlake was hanging with them. <laughs> they did that. Uh, they did the commercial for. Dude, it may have been. It might have been a Spotify commercial. I don't know. They did a commercial. They had they had the Black Mag song in the commercial. Yeah. And some fools definitely had four hundred dollars to get me <laughs> to get me. They was like, "Oh, just come kick it, bro." I was like, "Ah." They're like, "No, we're gonna pay for it. Just come chill." So I went. I we didn't do no songs. We didn't do shit. And that's when I got the call about the double XL cover while I was by their house. These are the things, man. And I remember this like this really close connection before you know anyone else really even had like a Twitter strategy or like stay close to your fans. Um, over the years, how has that changed? Like in the way that you've been able to interact with them. I know you do a lot of in real life stuff. Yeah, whether you're it, doing it the has, stuff down it in the hasn't city, it has changed. Actually, it's still the same. Mm. It's all about you. Like how you, if you think it's changed, you know, if you've changed, but it's still the same. If, if anything, uh, that's what's been able to to keep me alive so long is that we have uh, like it's a community that I've created of, of my listeners, and we all like. Cause it's always motherfuckers go to my show. Some people go by themselves cause they know there will be they'll leave with a friend. Like somebody's gonna meet a homegirl or meet you know something's gonna happen at that. So it's always been my benefit that I could have my finger on their post and tap in and like, are y'all fucking with this? This is this going the right way? I've never had to ask because they're very vocal about it, and yeah. I never, I've never you know I haven't gotten off the pat too often you know so it's good. JD, with you is it like? Obviously, I mean, like, I don't want to say get in touch with fans because I think you were from the time where, like, yo, the early crisscross stuff. I remember seeing videos of this shit, and it was like actually what I think we've been trying to mimic all these years, like these really intimate parties. It's like really like direct connection with your fans and direct connection, like building hip hop. Is it? Um, I guess the question is: It refreshing to see that in Spitter and sort of what has been like the exchange you've had? Where like, are there things about what he's doing now currently that remind you of stuff you've done? Or that's new to you, and you're like, I like that. I want to make sure I stay with that. Nah, things. Well, this is this is the thing with me. I um, I was sitting around um, with this project because this is the first time I've done a project that I feel like that's this magnitude, that's independent, right? Oh, and damn. I was trying to actually figure out like, how was I gonna feel about it, you know? Based on if it don't do what what my regular records do, or um, if it does do that, right? And I and I was thinking about like even as far as like the promotion and rollout and the things that we do for this project, and I and it took me back to just me being a kid in in hip hop, and I was thinking about like special ed and these records that I was in love with, right? And like. Um, Rakim, you know, I got sold. Like, I was just thinking about, like, I don't remember Rakim doing a lot of promotion for these records. I just remember these records being at the front of my house, in the front of my door. Like, this the, is the this feeling. is what it is, right? And that's all I've been trying to really just try to do with this project is to make sure that, you know, I don't, I don't know if we're doing all of the right promotion that we're supposed to be doing in this new era, but I just want to make sure that it's at the front door of your house, you know, when it comes to hip hop, right? So I know, like last night, um, they put us at the, you know, the first song on one of these playlists on on title, and I was like, you know, I posted it, and I and I and I and somebody might have hit me and was like, you know, that ain't really like one of the popular uh, uh, playlists, and I'm like, I don't, I, I don't, I, it's not, <laughs> I'm not really, that's not, I'm not chasing the popular playlist. What I'm trying to do is make sure that you guys that love hip hop hear this record. And this is a hip hop record that is in the the space that it's supposed to be in. 
yeah. uh, while we have it here. And I, you know, and I think that I have that, I have that knowledge of me because I was there before to mm. see other records. Like I don't, I, I don't know how I learned about go see the doctor. It was not a, it was not a promotional thing, but I knew. Kumo D had this record called Go See the Doctor. And it's like, you know, you got to think I'm from it. I'm in Atlanta, like, and I'm getting this secondhand. It's not, I'm yeah. not in New York, but I'm getting this firsthand to me. And I had, to, and I started tracing back to like, how much promotion did I see? Like, this was when rap wasn't even on the radio. So, mm. you know, my thing now is I'm trying to figure out how do we make, on me just period, how do I make any record as popular as that rap was back then without doing half yeah. of the stuff All that we were trying to do get now. Around. Yeah, because yeah, I, I see yeah, so many around. people doing promotion and they records don't never be as big as these records were, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> facts, like when LL facts. Cool J came out with Your Rock, uh, when all of these records, they was, and by the way, they didn't even have covers on them. They was just a Def Jam cover. And I knew about it. I was going to the store buying the records and I'm like, how the hell did I know who was telling me? I wasn't on no DJ email. That wasn't even working. You know what I mean? I didn't have none of that. And it also, you know, it makes me realize how much, like, how comfortable and lazy the industry is now based mm. on then. Because these guys Damn. didn't have half of the stuff that we have right now. And they records was louder. Way louder. Like the Juice Crew, the Symphony, all of that shit. That shit was loud to me. I mean, I might be over-exaggerating, but I'm saying it was but loud nah, to me. To say with no real machines forcing you to see it way in Atlanta, that shit is loud as fuck. Like, I see exactly what you're you saying. See yeah. In, in fact, machines, in fact, back machines that try to suppress it, right? Like, like people saying, don't play this, get this out of here. Yeah, like, yeah. like yeah, a completely yeah, different yeah. time, you know? Well, that's why I kind of asked that, because I'm like, you're of it. But I think about, you know, it's like you got records with Mariah, dog. So it's like it's a different level. But I think so much of that thinking is what I've seen in Spitter's entire catalog, whether he was working with a major, doing the independent thing, collabing with other artists. Um, and I think sometimes even as a, a fan or a person I feel like is in the creative arts, uh, I sometimes I'm like, damn, that shit has poisoned me because... And I don't mean it in a bad way. I mean, like, you guys showed me a way to think about culture and do things that has not made me resist popular culture or pop culture mm -hmm. or the machine, but like, I just don't care about it in the same way that I know other people. Like, you know, it's like a kid's like, this this record did this many sales. I'm like, I've never, I've just never cared. You know, like yep. if that question comes in the lineup, I just forget it or I don't ask. I just not, it's important. And I'm not trying to take away from someone's flowers. I just don't yeah. give that many fucks. Like, it's always like, yo, this record, like I can see where I was at when it played or mm -hmm. like, or I didn't know about it. And then I hear it and I'm like, damn, like it, what was that like then? You know what I mean? And you both play in that space, whether it's, you know, uh, a billion streams or it's the one that like my homie told me about and he's shitting on me. Cause he's like, yo, this shit's been out and you didn't know about it. You know, like you guys are playing in the, um, yeah, it's that's the feeling game. Ends. Yeah. Yep. yeah. It's the it's feeling just, game. Like I said, I just want to, I just want, my thing is I, I just want to make sure that, um, you know, because half of these artists that I listen to, um, EPMD, they was on Sleeping Bag Records. These are like these are labels that didn't have half of what mm. So So Def has and had, um, you know, and didn't have the even the following that Jet Life has, um, and I, you know, so I look at are we are we putting in enough groundwork? Not the vanity top level, mm -hmm. the groundwork, right? I feel like that's the most important part of like music period, not just this record because it's a hip hop record. I'm just saying in general, I think that that people got to get back to that, you know, because I, you know, I always look at, you know, I got a big picture of Barry Gordy in my studio. This is one of my idols and he made Motown with an $800 check that he got from a bank, right? And I and I and I, it always drives me crazy just to think about that because I I know the times was different, but still eight hundred dollars he stretched it <laughs> he stretched it enough to make his label Motown and Motown is louder than So So Def has ever been right so just to I always think about that it's people that's done much more with less hmm. so I'm 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 
that's all. That's what my focus is on this project. I'm trying to make sure that I do as much as I possibly can, and knowing that it's not, I don't have the machine behind it that I that I've usually had behind most of my records. That's this magnitude. I love what y'all think with so much context. Like I, I always say, um, there's like content and context, and you guys are like, just the thinking around the thing is not just like like numbers and all this other shit can flatten it. And you guys are looking at this thing like, uh just like three-dimensionally. Uh, for sure. Spitter, for you, man, you know, you get a chance to work with someone like JD. What are you absorbing? Like, what's something you've you've picked up um, from whether it's a like creative process or way of thinking that you're like, wow, I, I didn't know. That well, it's not, you know, the, it's not, it's not, everything is not done. You know the way I work. So, like, if I walk out the booth, I'm like, I put it out tonight. Mm -hmm. And I, I've learned from him, like, it can only get better if you don't put it out tonight. If you just listen to it tonight, you know what I'm saying? See what you said. Maybe you could pronounce that word a little clearer. Maybe the beat is like doing too much right now and we losing your bars. You know what I'm saying? And then so he'll move like an instrument out the way or some shit like that. And then it's like it becomes a whole nother record. So I've learned um, like to take my time a bit. You know, it's frustrating because, you know, I, I would have never held music for that I know I did a year ago. That shit would have been out 35 times by now with a deluxe, <laughs> with a deluxe and all kind of shit. So, uh, but I see the benefit from it. I mean, I, I also, I'm also not like, I'm not in here often, you know, this, mm. but taking my time and shit. Now I'm in here talking to you about the next project, you know what I'm saying? So I see the benefit in it. And I know nobody gave him none of the shit that he have. I know he worked for it, and I, and I see the caliber of work that he has done forever to get the shit. Like, you know, it's the truth. This is real. Um, Kind of away from your record, uh, you know, we've seen all the, we kind of talked about it at the start of this combo, but uh, the producer sort of artist collaboration. And I don't know how you feel about it, Currency, but for me, obviously it existed b b before. But I really feel like you kind of like made it mainstream. Yeah, made I, mean, it I, that people... I, I show, I show, I showed people that they could do it. All when right, you good. Said it I'm glad before. you. I'm glad you're willing to claim. Yeah, it when you say it existed before, it was like you know, the, what Gangstar? Like you know, like that's that was a, that was already a thing. Like that was his homie. This is who. This is my producer. This is who do the beats. You know what I'm saying? But. Um, Building relationships with producers based on liking their work and then creating a body of work when you've never hung out with them. You know what I'm saying? I brought that in because I was the one who was going to pull up and see if it was cool or not. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I, I wasn't, you weren't sending me the beats. I was going to come there and be like, all right, this is a person. I could rob a bank, build a car, shoot pool. You know, I could I could fuck with them. So, all right, otherwise it's not going to happen. So I think that uh, I showed people that they could do that. I just hope that they are doing it the right way and that these are people that they would that they would do a crime with. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it just don't make sense, you know what I'm saying, doing that shit just because. I was going to ask you. Because y'all like, essentially are cooking dope together. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Y'all going to get the same action. If this shit crash out, y'all going to get the same action. If the shit go to the moon, y'all gonna get the same action. So you gotta make sure you down, you know, to have them in the car with you. I was gonna ask, like, how do you how do you qualify like what's the right collaboration, like what makes sense? But yes, if you could commit a crime with them, yeah, that's sure, it. You that's could. it. You know what I'm saying? Like how long can you be in the car with this motherfucker? Like are, you know, y'all get whipped over. Do you have to wonder <laughs> if this motherfucker about all right, man, look, bro, I I, I ain't even tell you I hate who are you in the car with? You know, straight up. <laughs> that's it. Haven't worked with each other. Is there, Spit, is there another artist that you've worked with, someone you're a fan of that you could see, like, yo, once we're done with this, they should get in the stew with JD and cook something up? Yeah, who up I want to bring through? Yeah, 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 yeah. Nah, I I want I want I want to bring my brother Larry over there. Mm. I want to bring Larry and um Larry and Jay Wordy and Wow. Uh, um like of course like my Jet Life homies and G Perico. You know how I work. So yeah. it's, it's people that I know that by him fucking with my sound, I know when I bring them through, he going to be like, oh, man, these niggas is out of 1994. You know what I'm saying? And then they, they going to the go crazy. So and, and then I can listen to that. I'm not going to listen to for motivational use only. I can't because it's me. So I would love to bring the homies through there. And then if they, if they step in shit, 
And there's some EPs that are created in that. And look what I did for the culture and for the game, you know. That's right. JD, for you, I mean, I don't know a producer that you don't know, man. I mean, you've, shit. Like, is there someone that you like, yo, I've been working with Spit all this time. Uh, This person would benefit from being able to sit in the studio and collaborate with this guy. I mean, it's a it's a, it's a it's probably more new younger artists and new artists that I haven't worked with that need to see this, you know, that that need to see what we did and what we're doing, um, because I've had I've it's it's been projects that I've tried to do like this, like when I did um, my boo with Usher and Alicia, I wrote we wrote the song, finished the song, and I was like, yo, give me a week and let me do eight songs and let's put out an album like Marvin Day and Tammy Terrell. Damn. And everybody thought I was crazy. And I was like, dog, I'm, I, we right here. Like, let's do it right now. <laughs> Just give me a week and yeah. we'll have all the songs. Let's go. Damn. And that song didn't even make the album, by the way. My Boo didn't make Usher's Confessions album. It was it was a song that was left off the album and they put it on the deluxe. So when nobody really? even in the mindset of what I was even talking about. That's well. That's nuts. Um, I meant like that's that's crazy. Uh, I meant uh, is there someone like from your peer group of producers that you think could work with Spitter that you're like, yo, these two would oh, tear it up. Um, yeah, of course. I think. I mean, I think. I think that. Um, you know, me showing my crew of producers of guys that listen to me that that they should you know, not go down to a level because I think that's what people think, but that they should get into that space. I think it's a bunch of them. I think like, you know, I think Brian Cox is actually, I was saying that he wasn't a part of this project, but he actually is. The one song that me and Brian did is called Screens Falling. And that's the one song that, so Brian Michael Cox is actually on this album. So I feel like, I feel like him being on that song and and the reception that people you know from the hip hop world, him seeing that because he's a super R and B guy, it's gonna make him want to be like, oh, uh, I, yeah. oh, I, I, I want a piece of this. I need some of this. You know what I'm saying? And I, you know, and I also feel like I also feel like Southern producers, like say for instance, like, um, like a Metro, right? Mm. I I think I think Metro booming, making more of a hip hop hip hop type of record. As opposed to like a trap record, is in it is is possibly in the making after people hear this, cause mm. this record is, this record is, I I didn't want to like over eight oh eight it out and make it seem like it was something that so so there's a lot of people that hear this record and they like damn this this somebody told me that they was like J D you on a different frequency and I'm like I'm not on a different frequency I just didn't use the same damn sounds that everybody else keep using and made the music sound a little bit different. And so when the, you listen to the mix, it feel it doesn't feel and sound like everything else that's out, mm-hmm. right? But it also doesn't feel and sound like something that came out 10 years ago, right? So it's like in that space, and I feel like I, I, I actually know for now, just like how you would probably say anything, I got a call from Pharrell yesterday. Was it yesterday? Yep. Yeah, yeah, I got a call yeah. from Pharrell yesterday. He was in Paris, and he called me. He said, what you and Spit is doing is is light speed ahead of what everybody else is doing. That's what he basically, something like that. And I was just like, oh, shit. Like, you know. Um, and I still have moments like that as the person I am. If, if somebody like Pharrell call you or anybody call me that, that's got a name and they say, J.D., I like what you're doing. Then, then that that's the energy that I'm on. So I feel like if Pharrell said that, and he ain't even heard the record, but hopefully that, the, hopefully, and and once again that made me, yeah, grab spit and say, I'm wondering if we did. The I right said, man, thing. damn, <laughs> oh, did we make the right record? Because I just got a call from Pharrell and he's telling me it's looked like we doing what we supposed yeah. to be doing. And he's in Paris, right? So I'm just like, I pray that the record is what it's supposed to be. And if it is, like I said, if it is, it's gonna motivate one of these producers to to make a project that doesn't sound so much like what people mm-hmm. think it's supposed to sound like and just make a project that 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 feels and sounds like whatever they want it to sound like we're shifting it we're shifting shit bro a little bit yeah, i hope that's it it's cuz i guess one of my last questions was going to be sort of how do you measure this but i like that you're still really um you're still really curious about all this shit because like i'm looking at records like 
fucking jump, live and die, tonight's the night where like, I'm sure people talk to you about those like that then. And like, if you listen to the sound today, you listen to what pe- people are sampling, there's a lot of stuff that people are pulling. I don't think people really think about those records and really give them the credit that they deserve. But like, there's a lot of people pulling from that bag, a lot of people pulling them sounds and you can hear it in what they're using, whether they're taking, um, a lot of people are taking the drums or taking the bounce from it. And I think my question was going to be like, how do you know, not how do you know a record's a classic, but do you feel like it? But from our conversation, I think you're constantly in the search of it. And maybe that's, maybe that's the real key. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to I'm, like. I'm constantly in the search of a classic? Not a classic, but just make it the feeling. And then if it happens, it'll become, you know, like. Yeah, I, I don't, yeah, I don't actually know. Man. You know what I'm I, saying? Know, like, like I said, I, 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 I you, it, you'll be surprised how many records that you guys call classics now that I had to fight for, you know? Like like I just said, My Boo and Alicia, that was a number nuts. one record, right? And um, it was left off the album. <laughs> so so I don't, you know, it's a lot of times, <laughs> a lot of these records that I feel like are goals, they are no's at first. And I have to fight for them and be like, listen, man, I'm trying to tell you and you know, and 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 then it then then it's a classic. Then everybody else is like, "I told you, JD." And I'm like, "What? <laughs> yeah. You told me what? What you told me?" You yeah. know what I mean? So it's it's just you know, um. So I don't know. I just like what I do know. I do is I make records that I like. I don't care about everybody else, right? And I feel like that's that's another reason why. I wanted to go with this Essence Fest because I know what the record did to me. I don't know what it's going to do to everybody else, right? I know in here in New York, they don't play bounce music, so it might not work here, right? It, it might not work in other places that don't play bounce music. I don't care about that. I'm telling you the feeling that I got when I heard this sample. And yeah. I was like, man, listen, <laughs> you know, now if it if it does transcend to everybody and they start feeling the way I felt about it, then great. But... That's the that's the one. It's just like Welcome to Atlanta. When I made Welcome to Atlanta, I never had an idea or mm. thought that anybody in LA or anybody in New York would play this song. I actually thought like Jermaine, you know this is gonna this is gonna Start be one war. this is gonna be the one record that <laughs> that changes your life where you know they don't play this as much as your other records. And then one day I woke up and Power One Hundred Six in LA was playing the record more than Atlanta, and I'm like, whoa. You know what I mean? So I don't. I, I just go with, I go with my feeling, my, my gut, yeah. and if 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 my gut is telling me that's what we need to do, then that's what we do. Man, um, so I'm just like soaking this up, man. Like just to hear, like it's. I don't know what I thought you'd be like or what you'd say, but it lines with the music. But it's just some of these records, man. They just precede you in such a way that um, I was like, all right, what's the secret to a classic? And he's like, bros, you know, it's like. We looking for the feeling, and I think um, yeah, that's nah, something I me, definitely I mean, know. I mean, I do have secrets to things that I do, like you know, uh, which is a hook, sound. These are things that I check. Like, oh, is this here? Right? Is this there? Like, even like I said on Essence Fest, when I when I heard Essence Fest, that's when I realized not that the first time that I realized, but I realized at that point that. Spitter knows exactly what he's supposed to do on different type of records. And I ain't got to tell him. Nobody got to tell him. He, the range is crazy. He, he, yeah. You know what I mean? And he, he he put it the way it's supposed to be. And I'm just like, do you hear this hook on this song? Like, he made a real hook. On, he put a real hook on this record. Like, a, <laughs> this is a hook. And everybody that's, you know, we was at, what we was doing, Million, million yeah. Dollar Game. Yeah. They was singing the hook. And while they was singing it yesterday, I was sitting there saying, this nigga really wrote a hook, right? Yeah. And he's not a, he's not the rapper that people expect to have that type of hook thing in his body. Because every time we do an interview, somebody like Jermaine, did you have to tell him? And I'm like, he knows he knows when to do this, right? That's what I'm saying. It's like it's just and I, and I guess when you say that is magic of a classic. It's just if you know how to do it, you know when to do it, and. Sometimes you just don't care. It's just like what what you you let the music tell you what you want what to do. Yeah, if that makes sense. Nah, it does. Um, guys, I don't really have much more. I guess my only question for the two of you guys is like throughout this process, man. What's been your like? It doesn't even have to be music related. Like, what's your favorite thing about like working with the other person? Just the time you've spent. Like, whether it is a uh, yo know, life size stormtroopers, which is fucking insane. All of that, bro. Honestly, it's just um, who doesn't want to 
in life, you know, garner a real friendship with someone. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You don't you don't need a whole million friends because they're not really gonna be real. But whenever you like, it's like summer camp and you jam up with somebody. And it's like, damn, all right, cool. Yeah. Now you know what I'm saying. If I get in a fight, I know this nigga. Come, I'm I'm straight for the whole summer. I got his back. We good. You know what I'm saying? So like, who doesn't want that in life? And finding that in in somebody that that has done so much in the game was like validation for me to let me know like. I am pretty decent at, at what I do um, because I, I exist in a different world than he does. And for somebody in that realm to to be like, I got time for you, you know, and I got music for you, and this is where all the Coca-Colas are. He had no idea <laughs> that I drank like seven of them a day. He showed me where it was. He never looked back. He didn't care, you know what I'm saying? Dude let me smoke weed in the studio. Dad's from the dog pound called me and was like, nigga, I That's know— nice. You not on live smoking in JD Stewart. He's like, we used to have to hide in the bathroom. Yeah. I was like, damn, that's crazy. I was like, but I'm 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 big smoking. I was like, I guess I'll ask, bro. I didn't ask him <laughs> if it was cool. I just walked in this bitch and did this. I thought yeah. everybody did it, you know what I'm saying? But they're like, nah, nigga, like maybe the brat, but but that's it, you know? <laughs> yeah. So fuck. That's all that that that's been my best. That's what I took away from this. The music mm. and all that aside, that's great, but but a, a, a genuine homie in my corner and somebody that's like, fuck what he did, you know? Just if, if this was, like I said, summer camp. Just if this was summer camp, just any time I could jam up with something that's real, that shit is, is it mean the world to me. JD, what about you? Yeah, then for me, it's the appreciation, just appreciation of, like, the culture. Like, mm-hmm. we, we both appreciate the culture. And... um. All the eras, you know what I mean? And if we can have a conversation about the eras, we 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 we'll we'll talk forever about this and then you can just see the love about, you know. Um and the more like the more that we're around each other, you know, I'm like every time that we we've been here this whole week, you just start seeing the resemblance of things to me. Like yesterday we had a day before yesterday we had or yesterday we had a photo shoot and I was on my way to the babe shop and I turned on Instagram and he was in the babe shop and I was like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and we ain't had no conversation yeah, about this. We just like, we both tried to slide <laughs> off and get us some babe outfits before we went to this photo yeah, shoot. Yeah, that's it. It was like, yo, I see you at the photo shoot, bro. And then both the yeah. trucks did that, but they both was going to the babe store. And we went to two separate, we went to two, two separate, different ones, two yep. separate babe stores. I actually thought I was going to walk in on him, but he was at the other one. And I was just like, wow, that's crazy. Cause we ain't even talk about this. Mm-hmm. We ain't say, yo, let's wear babe in the f- photo shoot. Yeah. We just ended up doing this yeah. so it's like it's an appreciation and and a in the same space right and that that to me ultimately feels like what i grew up in in hip-hop because that's how hip-hop that's how it was with me and my my friend chad and hip-hop it was like you know it, we it's a show tonight okay we both headed to the Foot Locker to get a pair of shell toes or we both headed to whatever the sneaker spot is you know what i mean like um, whatever it is, you know, it's just that it was a thing. Like you go to the shop, the swap beat, and you see everybody getting the fake gold teeth, the little thing, the little cap that you put in, or it, you, you, everybody has that energy. You know what I'm saying? And that's something that I don't see in hip hop no more. You know what I mean? I see people going to the mall and trying to buy the most expensive clothes in in one of these expensive stores. That's cool, but it ain't. That's not an everybody thing. Yeah. But the energy that he and I have is something that I feel like everybody can get a part of, and you could just be like, "Oh, all right, you ain't seen Star Wars, yeah, man. I, oh, okay, boom. You ain't seen Car Wash, oh, yeah, boy, what? You know what I mean? These type of conversations that lead to you talking for two hours and you don't even realize it. Yeah. Next thing you know, a beat come on. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying. Next thing you know, here go a beat. So it's like, fuck it. Yeah, so it's it's that type of energy, and that's that's the appreciation. I, I I wasn't showing my appreciation the way that I probably should have been, and he definitely makes me want to show my appreciation much much more. That's also leads to why I wore the high top fade in the video. <laughs> I think um I think for the both of y'all, man, just um I feel like I I've just known it about both of you guys. I've been a fan, like I said, like from different chapters of my life, the majority of it, and. The appreciation comes through in the music, whether it's just the effort, the packaging, uh, 
what you guys are fans of that you guys kind of teach the audience about just in like the mentions, the, the, the callbacks. Um, but to sit there and speak with you both and just the way you guys are doing that in conversation, not just the music is something that I personally appreciate. Thank you guys for just coming through and just fucking with us. Yeah. Thanks, man. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for having us, bro. Well, that's it for this week's episode of the Rap Caviar Podcast. Shout out Spitter. Shout out JD. Make sure you guys follow and hit the bell to stay up to date. And we'll see you guys next week. 